Fire and the Flood Part 3 of the Fiends with Benefits series A Good Omens Potfic Written by Verdant Valpus And read by Literarian Chapter 13 The Court Part 2 Summary The new contract is tested Explicitly Content warnings Dubious consent, explicit sexual content, monster fucking, sounding and possession. Aziraphale was alone in the most beautiful garden he'd seen since Eden itself. It was darkly beautiful. Hauntingly beautiful. It was a paradise of reds and purples and dark greens. Black roses grew up silver lattices and blood-red lilies dipped into dark pools. The contract negotiations had continued for hours, Crowley and the king both sharpening their wits against each other while Aziraphale sat mute and overwhelmed. At last, they reached an accord and were made to sign. Aziraphale's finger still felt faintly stung from the bite of the vicious little sprite, but at least they were a step closer to leaving the mound. But first, Knox, as the king insisted on being called, wanted an intimate show of their abilities. You'll be placed on opposite ends of my royal garden, Knox had told them. I'll be waiting for you in the form of a single white flower hidden somewhere in the centre. Whosoever finds the flower first and plucks it will have the honour of hosting my consciousness and accessing some of my gifts. Possession, Crowley clarified, annoyed. We covered this. I won't control you in any way, Knox vowed. Only hitching a ride to get a first-person view. You'll both remain wholly yourselves, as agreed. So here Aziraphale was, searching a garden for a white flower, desperate to find it before Crowley did. It wasn't that he didn't trust Knox, or at least trust Knox to honour the contract. But Crowley had been through so much in hell. Although he still wouldn't tell Aziraphale anything about it. Aziraphale wouldn't let the poor demon suffer any more indignities on his watch. He scoured the garden, breathing in the intoxicating aromas of hundreds of different fairy flowers as he searched. Movement up ahead caught his eye, and he froze as Crowley came into view. They looked at each other for a moment, then the demon's yellow eyes slid guiltily to the right. Aziraphale quickly followed his gaze and saw it. A single white petal under a nest of black roses. 
Aziraphale cried out and raced for it, but Crowley intercepted him, knocking him away with a flying tackle. What are you doing? Aziraphale demanded, outraged. Crowley tried to double back, but Aziraphale caught him and pulled him back down. I'm getting that bloody flower, Crowley hissed. No way I'm letting that silvery twat sully you, Angel. I rather think that's exactly what we agreed to, Aziraphale reasoned, feeling oddly charmed by the cantankerous demon's protectiveness. And anyway, I feel much the same way about you, and I'm stronger. Aziraphale lifted Crowley in his arms easily and tossed him into a nearby bush of crimson astlibe before thrusting his hand into the roses, wincing at the thorns. You idiots! Crowley hissed at him, but his ire drained away as Aziraphale drew the silver rose away from its night-black brethren. An alien power flowed through the angel, infusing him with a verdant vitality. He looked down at his hand and watched in amazement as his corporation began shifting, taking on a distinctly leaf-green hue. His legs thickened, ripping his truce, the seams of his leather shoes burst apart to reveal great clawed feet. He arched his back and felt several vines spring forth like tentacles from his spine. His hair fell loose around his shoulders as the leather tie pinning it back was severed by the sudden growth of two large horns. A new tail whipped around him as the last of his shredded clothing fell away in tatters to the garden floor. Aziraphale felt strong, wild, and deeply, almost desperately, aroused. But underneath it all, he felt like himself. Knox had honoured the contract. Of course, Knox's voice echoed in his mind. Much better to keep you both happy anyway. The contract will end eventually, after all. It does me no good to make enemies of you. And I presume I'll get my regular corporation back? Aziraphale asked, somewhat distracted by the heaviness between his thighs and the way his green fingers were beginning to glow a bright foxier. As soon as the scene ends, Knox agreed. You're accessing my gifts now. Feel them. The tips of your fingers, the end of your tail, your mouth and your vines. They're all now coated in my pollen. What does it do? Aziraphale asked, although he'd begun to already suspect he knew. His cock was hard. His breath was coming quickly. The familiar scent of wood smoke was beginning to fill his senses alongside the floral cacophony. Crowley's scent. He wanted him. Needed him. Desperately. 
now. It enhances touch, Nox murmured seductively. It spreads pleasure with your touch. Oh, Aziraphale smiled. I know just what I want to touch. Uh, Crowley was extricating himself from the astlibe, tugging his plat back into place while fixing Aziraphale with a wary look. You in there, Angel? I am, Aziraphale assured him gently. I'm happy to say that Knox has abided by our arrangement, at least the letter of it, he added, testing out his tail with a flick. I wasn't expecting the shape-shifting. I can't imagine I'm very appealing, looking like this. <coughs> Crowley blushed, taking in the bestial changes from horned tip to clawed toes. Swine, he squeaked. I, I might be learning something new about myself today, but fine. He's a demon. Of course he isn't turned off by the monstrous or profane. Knox chuckled warmly in his mind. <laughs> you were the one I was worried about. I wasn't sure you would be able to lie with the demon. I had no idea how badly you desire him. Yep! Aziraphale squeaked, feeling himself flush with humiliation. You are not allowed to read my thoughts. That was another clause Crowley had insisted on, suspecting the king of trying to ferret out secrets. Sure enough, Knox had looked disappointed and only reluctantly agreed. Aziraphale was very glad Crowley had been around for these negotiations after all. I haven't any access to your private thoughts, Angel, but I don't need them. I can feel your lust for the demon. You were aching for him even before my pollen took effect. A most auspicious turn for us all. So... Crowley shifted awkwardly, unaware of the conversation going on in Aziraphale's head. He was trying so hard to avoid looking at Aziraphale's massive erection that he might as well have been staring at it. What's next? Oh, Crowley, I'm... Aziraphale groaned. His hunger for Crowley was becoming painful. He wasn't sure he could control himself. He wasn't sure he wanted to. The pollen, it's making me want. My pollen is only enhancing your lust. <laughs> you already wanted him. You wanted to chase him down and fuck him senseless. I'm just making that easier for you. Honestly, you reacted to him so readily, I almost wonder if you two haven't already had a role in the first. <laughs> Aziraphale coughed. Oh, you have, haven't you? Oh, you naughty angel. Well then, we hardly need to ease either of you into this, do we? Tell him to run. 
Lord, yes! Aziraphale groaned again, throbbing with lust as he looked at Crowley. You're right, Zira, Crowley asked, removing his glasses to see the monstrous angel more clearly. His lemon-coloured eyes seemed so concerned for his well-being. Zira was suddenly overcome with a wave of affection that only made his arousal throb all the more. His tail swished violently and a vine whipped out from his back to smack the demon soundly on the backside. Crowley yelped in surprise and flushed crimson. Oh my! Aziraphale gasped, mortified. I'm terribly sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Look at him blush, Knox whispered in amusement. Aziraphale saw it. It was fetching. He likes a good spanking, I can tell. Oh, Lord, Aziraphale growled. Crowley, I need you to run. Now. Nope, nip, nope, not leaving you, Zira. <laughs> Crowley snorted, rolling his eyes and making a show of shining his dark glasses on his tunic. Besides, there's no point. I already signed the bloody... You misunderstand me. Aziraphale hissed, taking a predatory step closer. He wanted. He wanted, wanted, wanted. I don't want you to escape, Crowley. I want you to run. <sighs> Crowley wheezed, dropping his glasses in surprise. Then he turned on his heel and sped off into the lush garden. Something inside Aziraphale went fully feral. Crowley was running away from an angel. It wasn't the first time, although there was something distinctly fun about this particular flavour of terror. He was afraid, in that way he knew he was being hunted, but he was grinning as he sped wildly deeper into the garden and his effort was definitely very interested in what would happen when he was inevitably caught. It was a game, he realised, laughing at the absurdity. He knew it was a game for Knox all along, but this was a game. And Crowley was having fun. He eyed the tall dark trace, wondering if he could slither up one and hide, just to draw it out a little longer. Instead, something caught him by the wrist and sent him spinning like a dancer backwards into Aziraphale's grass-green arms. Fuck! Crowley squeaked as the vine around his wrist tightened, lifting him off his feet. 
Another vine snaked its way around his waist, and a strong tail lifted his thigh as he was bodily held, turned, and pulled into Zira's kiss. And what a kiss! Zira tasted like roses and pomegranate, and the second his tongue flicked against Crowley's, the demon felt a zing of euphoria ripple through him. All the fight went out of him at once, as he returned the kiss hungrily, whimpering pathetically into the angel's dark mouth. The vines moved constantly, roving over his body, seeking out the fastenings and seams of his clothing, and methodically stripping him down to the skin, while Crowley shivered in arousal and licked voraciously into Zira's mouth. Every touch lit embers of desire under his skin, although in fairness the angel's touch always did. Zira had been pleasantly surprised by how sensitive Crowley was. He'd taken great pleasure in rendering the demon subvocal with his fingertips alone. This felt like that, only magnified. Crowley moaned, rolling his hips reflexively as his cock was stroked. He was already half-hard during the short chase. He was fully erect now as a vine twisted its way around it, tugging and pulling at him until he was dripping. He gasped when Zira released his mouth long enough for Crowley to see what had become of them both. The vines had stolen his plaits and boots and were now tugging his trues off his long legs. The vine massaging his cock was glowing a vibrant purple pink at the tip, tracing that alluring glow across his flushed skin. Crowley's eyes widened as another, thinner vine twisted over the shining head of his cock, glowed an intense foxia, and then inched its way into his weeping slit. Crowley keened, shocked, confused, and somehow even more aroused. He'd never thought of doing that before. His ardent cry was cut short by an almost vicious tug against his scalp, as Zira grabbed him by the hair. His nerves sang out in pain pleasure. He was about to start begging more, 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 when Zira once again filled his view. Then he nearly blessed and came. Zira was monstrous indeed, taller and thicker, with massive horns. His usual straw-coloured hair had become a dull chartreuse to match his verdant skin, but his lips and tongue were shining with that same purple-pink glow. Crowley groaned, his mouth going slack as he angled his face to facilitate another deep kiss. He wanted that wet mouth everywhere. 
Aziraphale's eyes were glowing dully in the purple light, but they were still very much the angel's eyes. They looked at him, a mirror of his own hungry lust, but there was no mistaking the fondness and affection there. Something tightened in Crowley's chest, a leaky feeling dripping over him, something he didn't want to look at very closely at all. He shoved it down and dropped his gaze to something sure to drive the uncomfortable sappy thoughts away. Aziraphale's cock was huge and flushed with the same glow. Crowley licked his lips. He wanted to suck that monster down his throat and never let go. Yes, much safer territory, this. Fuck, Sarah, he muttered, already drooling. You're so gorgeous, even like this. Let me go. I want to suck you dry. Let you go? <laughs> Why, with this many new appendages, I don't think I will have to. He kissed Crowley again, and the vines around and inside his cock began to move again. He felt another tendril trace over the curve of his ass before dipping between his legs and groaned in want. He felt it prod at his entrance, then easily twist its way inside him, thin as it was. The vine inside his cock made tiny little thrusting motions in counterpoint to the one massaging his shaft. It felt incredible and borderline painful at the same time. That's it, my dearest, Zira whispered. Relax for me. I'm going to make this feel so good for you. It is, Crowley cried, shuddering in pleasure. Oh, fuck, it's so... The vine slithering into his arse started to thicken deep inside him, inflating slowly, giving him time to adapt to the stretch. It was distracting, yet strangely pleasant. He liked being filled. He wanted more. Give me your cock, he begged. Angel, please, I want you to come down my throat. Zira growled and bit his bottom lip hard enough to bruise. Crowley's eyes rolled back. Then he was being moved again, lowered into position. He opened his mouth and took Zira into it at once, moaning in satisfaction as he felt the heft of it against his tongue. He tasted the faint sunshine and rain flavour of his angel under the salt and the new summer berry tang of the pollen. He moaned again and sucked, working his jaw loosely as Zira began to thrust into his mouth. Oh, Crowley, 
Zira groaned, snapping his hips in a way that would have had a normal person gagging. Crowley simply relaxed his jaw even more, having never once been bothered with a gag reflex. Your mouth is always so good, but this is... Oh, it's magic. Crowley couldn't agree more. The vines twisted around and inside him, thrusting and pinching and squeezing. His nipples were teased by glowing tendrils, and his hair was tugged by a moaning angel, and the pleasure was more than he thought even an occult being could bear. Then the vine inside his effort withdrew in one slow, smooth stroke, and Crowley came violently, screaming around Zira's cock. He was still twitching his way through the aftershocks when the vines pulled him away, forcing him to break his suction on Aziraphale's dick. He spluttered a wet hiss at the loss, but was quickly muffled by the angel's tail slipping between his lips. Confused, but happy to at least be sucking on something, Crowley let himself linger in post-orgasmic contentment as the vines shifted around him, lifting him again and twisting his arms behind his back. His legs were hiked up, ankles tied under his hips. The now bulbous vine opening him up deflated and withdrew, and Crowley abruptly understood that Aziraphale ended the suck job only because there was somewhere else he wanted to jam his cock. <sighs> Crowley exclaimed around the thick tail, nodding his approval of this new plan. Zira entered him slowly, sinking deeper in inches as Crowley went roaring back up to full arousal. He was whimpering in need by the time the angel was fully seated inside him. He felt warm fingers digging into his hip, steadying him as he hung crust up and suspended in vibrant, pollen-coated vines. Crowley, Zira rumbled behind him, dark and hungry. Crowley shivered and whined. The tendrils were back, teasing his nipples, his bollocks, lifting his hair to press their pleasure glow into his sensitive scarf. One scratched lightly over his arms to warm its way into his elbow. Another was threading its way between his toes, pressing at his instep. Because Zira loved how sensitive Crowley was and had memorized which part of his body made him sing out in abandon. Zira knew exactly how best to take him apart at the seams as surely as the vines had done to his clothing. Crowley was floating in a confusing swirl of sensation even before he started to move. But when he moved, 
<sighs> Crowley cried out around the tail, eyes fluttering, as the angel withdrew nearly all the way, before slamming back home with enough force to send the tips of Crowley's ebon hair falling across his sweaty face. It was intense. It ached. It was perfect. The vines continued their pleasure journey over his body, stroking his dripping cock, lighting up every last nerve in pleasure while the angel pounded into him. A wet tongue, long and thick, licked a trail up his shoulder before snaking into his ear. A fresh, shivery wave of ecstasy flowed through the demon as Zira's tongue played around his ear canal. He moaned with every breath, drooling copiously around Zira's tail, blinded by tears as he succumbed to the maelstrom buffeting him. He was too overwhelmed to do anything but take it all, and he loved it. Bless him, he wanted more of it. Zira fucked him wildly, the claws on Crowley's hip finally breaking skin as the angel chased his pleasure. The pain only added to Crowley's growing orgasm. He felt Zira's other hand cup his cheek, wipe away his flowing tears and then cup his exposed throat and squeeze. Crowley's eyes rolled back and he climaxed again, spasming in the vines and spurting his release over Zira's monstrous toes and the purple-black grass. He came and he came, howling around the tail in his mouth. Zira fucked him and fucked him until he finally followed Crowley over the edge, muffling his own scream by sinking his teeth into the demon's shoulder. Very good, Nox drawled. Yes, I definitely think I'll be calling on you two again quite a bit in the future. Crowley groaned, exhausted. His face was pressed into the soft grass. Zira's arm was flung over his back, but there were no more vines, and when he turned, he saw his regular golden-haired angel giving him a shaky yet satisfied smile. The king stood before them, bent at the waist to better grin at them. There was a slight flush to his lavender skin, and he looked very pleased indeed. <laughs> Crowley snickered as Nox strode away whistling. Zira gave him a dry look that wasn't at all convincing. That was a thing, eh? Crowley needled him. Should make an interesting report to heaven, I'd imagine. You're joking. Zira looked pretty scandalized for someone who had just fucked all of Crowley's holes at once. 
Heaven never finds out about this. You're going to write about it, though, won't you? I want to read it. Bet it'll be the steamiest thing you ever write. We should sell copies. I don't have a clue as to what you're talking about. Zira huffed, miracling away their mess. There was a lot of it. Crowley was rather chuffed. I know you keep journals and the like. Crowley grinned, narrowly avoiding a half-hearted swat. What will your memoirs say? Zira's look was so imperious it was downright comical. Crowley clearly wasn't meant to know about the memoirs. His reply was perfectly as a rough alien. They shall recount that time I walked into a fairy mound, came back successfully and never spoke of it again. Zira and Crowley were allowed to bathe and dress before being brought to the king once more. Your sprites, Nox smiled and gestured to the two small potted Tradescanthia plants. Crowley felt his eyebrows shoot up in surprise. What did you think I was sending you with actual sprites? How dreadfully tedious for them, and it would hardly be inconspicuous, now would it? And really, the bastard had a point. The sprites worked a treat, as it turned out. Their purple leaves would glow and emit the silvery peal of fairy bells whenever they were summoned. Their peal would quickly become a knell if they took too long to send their acknowledgement. True to his word, Knox sent for them frequently over the next century in particular. There were a few times when Crowley or Aziraphale or both were unavailable to attend due to pressures from their respective head offices and Knox honoured their needs. Neither the angel nor the demon abused this freedom and answered the king's summons swiftly whenever they could. It was safer to indulge their own fantasies while pretending it was about pleasing the fairy king after all, and Nox's presence reduced the likelihood of an unfortunate slip of tongue. There would be no chance of a whispered, my love, instead of, my dear. Crowley could hide his uncomfortable desire to wrap around Aziraphale and nuzzle into his soft hair, far too drunk on erotic bliss to make the unforgivable mistake of honesty. Plus, it turned out Crowley did really enjoy a good spanking. <laughs>